And, of course, despite all this, sir, Yuletide joy, Kev. Yeah. Uh, we, we said goodbye to a bit of a radio god. We did. In this last week or so. Mike Allen went to the great hairspray factory in the sky. He did. Very sad. Mike was a good guy, and I worked he with was, him yeah. at a couple of radio Do we know how old Mike was? Uh, no. I asked Clive Ball, and Clive said, I don't know. Nobody knows. He never ever told anyone his age. Uh, when I first met Mike Allen, uh, there was this man who was clearly straight out of a kind of Persuaders-style 60s drama. Yeah. In the way he dressed, his hair, the way he held a cigarette, the way he spoke, the way he walked. He even carried a briefcase. And I thought, this man is Mr. Smooth. Yeah. It might be a little anachronistic, but he's Mr. Smooth. There's no doubt about it. He's Mr. Smooth. And, of course, on air, he was uh, very friendly, affable, intelligent, straight-laced. It wasn't controversial. It was all straightforward stuff. So when somebody then informed me a couple of weeks later, <laughs> yes. see him sitting in there, I said, yes. He bought hip-hop to the UK. Yeah. I said, get the f*** out of here. <laughs> he was once that capital radio jock that pumped out tunes like there was no tomorrow and did introduce hip-hop Via the radio, that is. He's like uh, Tim Westwood's United hero. Year. That's the mad thing about That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Westwood said anything on this? Boom. <laughs> but it's interesting, because with Mike, he's sort of like... Uh, I, I had many a pint with him, as I say. I worked with him at a couple of radio stations. Yeah. Because he, he enjoyed a beer. Yeah. I think we all enjoy a beer. Yeah. I went to the pub with him once, and he goes, he says, are you hungry? I said, I'm not really, but, you know, are you having something? And he says, well, I might go and get some cheese. <laughs> What? He says, yeah, I might go and see if they'll sell me some cheese. So he goes up to, like, the kitchen window and he says, hello, I'm having a beer and I quite fancy some cheese. Could I buy some? And they were so taken aback by it, they chopped some cheese up and gave it to him for free. (laughs) So he sat there with his pint of Foster's or whatever it was, and his bowl of cheese and a cocktail stick, (laughs) eating cubes of cheese and talking about the time that he hung out and partied with Chuck D and uh, the rest of Public Enemy. Superb. Yeah. So we'll miss you, Mike. Anyway. Uh, we will. He was um, he was extraordinary in more ways than one. Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hardworking Mitsubishi L200. Ah, and welcome, boys and girls, to the big one. The final push up the festive road of tinselly joy. And it's important to remember why we are here today celebrating why we are singing and scoffing why we are popping the corks and grinning like fools why our cherubic faces are lit with nothing but sheer happiness and why those happiness levels are currently through the roof and why everything bad that went before is suddenly gone and all is worthwhile why dancing is as automatic as breathing and why the collective joy that every man woman and child is actually experiencing right now that's right why why are we here celebrating because Donald Trump is dead. <laughs> Hurrah! Ian Collins wants a word. So it's Christmas then. It is Christmas. Oh, happy hey. Christmas. Unless you're listening to this in March, you should discover the new podcast and you think, I'll listen back to some old episodes. I have a, a, a happy March. That, it's like if you watch a Christmas Doctor Who and it's not Christmas, it feels very strange. Christmas programs are designed to be Christmassy, and yes. they're designed to have a particular feel that doesn't work in the middle of summer, for True. example. Yeah. Hello to you, if you're listening to this in July, laying on a beach in Porto Benus. But wasn't Jesus born in July anyway? Isn't that the theory? So maybe we should be having Christmas in July. Yeah. Where did the Christmas thing come from? 
I don't know, pagans or Romans or something. I'm not a historian. Ask David Starkey. Yeah. Or ask Andre. He might know. Seems unlikely, though. Look at him. Uh, we have festive questions and feedback we via do. social media and yeah. email and so on. Yes. From Tinsel Tits Magoo from Ballyhoo. Hey. It's my neck of the woods. It's your neck of the woods. I don't know anyone with Tinsel Tits, however. Okay. Uh, do you favour the stocking on the bed or on the mantelpiece? Personally, I like mine halfway up the stairs. Uh, wasn't that a song by Kermit's nephew? Halfway down the stairs. Uh, yeah, the stocking. You see, this is interesting. We get into this, I think, every year. You know, when do you do presents? What time do you have Christmas dinner? And the stocking thing. So as a kid, the stocking was always on the end of the bed, and uh, you'd wake up, and there was the stocking. And a stocking was full of small little gifts, yeah. like plastic puzzles, yeah. a tangerine for some reason, maybe some chocolate. Lump of coal. Lump of coal, yes. That kind of caper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think you could still, they still do stockings, I think, don't they? I don't know. Do you do stockings? We have, well, so obviously Santa fills the stockings. Yes. In our house. But uh, did you do them on the bed as a kid? I, well, as a kid, I didn't do stockings. No stockings at all? No, well, no, oh, wow. you would get like the selection pack in the fake stocking. Like the netted. Yes, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it would have yeah. your Texan uh-huh. bar and all of that old shit. <laughs> Um, it would. Um, that would be the main thing. But okay. we didn't really have stockings as such. That a Scottish thing, or I think it was just sort of like um, your mum and dad didn't like you very much. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that it was that. Was, I think it's more yeah. the stockings were kind of a little bit passe at that point. They've come back, yeah. but it was more like you know you wanted like a big track or a Hot Wheels garage or something. You yeah. didn't necessarily want a stocking because big so track now, won't fit in it. So now your little Keely and Dennis, do they <laughs> do they have a stocking? Yes. Good. Yes, we do that. And do you now have a stocking? Uh, no. Oh, no. Where do they have their stocking? It appears at the end of the bed. So it is the end of the bed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I just think that if you... See, if you have it on the mantelpiece... Firstly, you might not have a mantelpiece. That's true. But if you have it downstairs... Then, frankly, you're cross-contaminating between yeah. stocking and main gifts. Yeah, yeah, it's, diffi- it's a difficult one. Yeah, yeah. But that's. You s- did you see the woman who bought the other week? Who bought her kids three hundred presents? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it was a, it was something like um, was it three hundred presents or a hundred presents each? And she had three kids or something. But there was, yes. there was the picture of the tree, wasn't it? Yes, it was just stacked With, up. Yeah, yes. that was just barmy, wasn't it? What a cat wag! <laughs> It's true. And I think she was on this morning justifying it. Yeah, well, because it, it was that whole thing of something, you know, she put a picture on Facebook, somebody took the picture, then someone saw it and said, that's outrageous, and it went viral, and, you know, this is the mum that spores her kid. She spent, this was interesting, she spent, I think they said 1,500 quid. So she spent 500 pounds each yeah. on a kid, which actually, in the grander scale, because every year we hear these stories of people who spend 12 grand per kid. Exactly. So she hadn't actually spent that much in comparison to many. I mean, it's still a lot of money, 500 quid a piece. Yeah. But there's plenty of other people that would do that. It's just the amount she bought them. So if they're getting 100 presents each and she spent 500 quid, they're going to get a lot of shit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But then is is it in terms of kids and their expectations and uh, because she had there were comments on like Instagram and Facebook saying you're trying to buy your children's love and, you know, all of that kind of thing without really knowing the woman in the first place. But, I mean, I would say that's a little bit excessive. She would be, you know, in the industry we work in, I'm not suggesting we're experts in uh, being the recipients of abuse, but you just get to a point when Twitter, Facebook, you kind of, because it's the sort of job, particularly with the radio stuff, where if you have an opinion, somebody doesn't want to just disagree with you, they want to deny you your livelihood and your right to exist. Indeed. And the right of your family to exist. And you 
can think of the worst kind of thing you could say to somebody, that's the kind of stuff people say, just to radio presenters who have a view. So you just get to the point where you don't really read them, and you don't look at them, uh, because they are a distraction, and so you just don't read them. But I'm guessing, if you're not used to that, you probably read every single one of them. So she'd have been called all manner of Lord knows what. Yeah, but then it's like uh, actors as well. I, I know some actors, you know some actors, uh, and they have... Is that Johnny Gilgood there? Yes. But they will they'll often say that it's not about you know, you could get ten great reviews of a performance mm. if you're in a play, and then you get one bad one. And then suddenly the ten bad ones don't matter anymore. And I think it's like comments on a message board. For every one of them that says Ian Collins is a slightly better than average radio performer, for example, and you'd be like, Ah, that's, that's okay, that's high praise indeed. Yep. There'll be one that says Ian Collins is a talentless quack quack oops. Now, admittedly I write that. True. But, you know, that's the one that you go, oh, right, okay, well, that seems a bit unfair. But then I don't understand it anyway, because how something can be so... Things can be universally popular, and then there's just, like, a couple of people who just Mm. condemn it on every level and see no merit in... Oh, every every single level. So I hope that answered your question about stockings. There you go. Uh, From Christmas carol singing, Bob Carol G's. (laughs) Bob writes, I just put up my tree. I always do on December the 7th, the anniversary of Spit the Dog's sad death. And stick loads of tinsel on my tree. Is tinsel okay? I see my friends on Facebook using baubles and even candles, but no tinsel. Now, this is something else. I think every year people ask the tinsel question. Yeah, you see, as a kid, we were all about the tinsel. Yeah. We were so tinsel up, it was ludicrous, frankly. So then you take that with you into adulthood, then you? So the first time you see a tree without tinsel, it looks like a poor man's tree. Yeah. But then you suddenly realise, all those years, you'd been having the poor man's tree. Because tinsel is for chavs. Yeah. Now, see, I don't agree. I think... <laughs> oh, I, I, you're right. We had tinsel all the time. No, no, but I... We you, were the tinsel family. But even now, we got... Did you get a real tree in the end? Because I know you were talking about getting a real tree. No, not this year, no. No? No. No. We're afraid that Sandy was going to... Correct. No? Yeah. Pull it over. I think that's what would have happened. We have, but we have some quite nice tinsel, which goes around only like a couple of bits, which go around the tree. We've got a real tree. uh, And it looks very good. And I think if you don't put the tinsel on, then it looks a bit barren. Who puts real candles on that? Do people do that? Oh, some... I mean, Bob Cratchit. (laughs) Yep. From The Scrooge Show. Yeah, The Scrooge Show, yes. I get that. Yeah, yeah. No, what have I seen? I've seen... um, haven't seen candles... But you do see, like, uh, it's a time of year where yeah. people just post pictures of the Christmas Christmas tree and happy, smiling kids and office parties. We've actually got battery-operated lights. Have you? Yeah. Purchased by accident. Right. Uh, and then we realised that where the tree is, uh, no spare plugs. So they came into their own. Everybody's uh, laughing. We're all happy. Never seen a tree like it. No one's going to get electrocuted this year. No one's going to get electrocuted. For the first time in a while in your yeah. house, actually. I know. Said. Yeah. God rest your soul, Grandad. <laughs> Went up like a box of fucking fire. <laughs> what a Christmas that was. Uh, from Nelly up the street. Nelly writes, What's all this shit about folks shopping online and leaving the high streets to die? I've tried three times in a week to go into my town centre and I can't park for love, money or Christmas toffee. Who are these festive menaces? Good point, actually. I tried to do something similar a week or so ago and I drove home again. Really? Uh, yeah, I drove into town and I went to the usual car park. It was a chocker. I went to the overflow car park. That was chocker as well. 
I went to another car park. That was chocker. Then I drove all the way around the town to the other part of town, which I didn't really want to be in. That was also chocker. I thought I'd go to the supermarket car park. That was also chocker. I went back to the first car park thinking maybe I'll just do that luck in when the parking ferry just slots one out and you can slot straight in. Yes. Nothing, it was having none of that. Right. And I thought, I know what, I'll, I'll park illegally because it's a place you can post a delivery bay and loads of people park there when they, and they just take the risk. And even that was chocker. So, everyone, so I went home. And this was like half 11 on a Tuesday morning. Wow. Who are all these people? Well, I'll tell you this much. In terms of Christmas gift shopping, I had all of mine done, all of it, by December the 2nd, for the first time ever. And I did all of it, all of it online, online, on my phone, usually on a train. What a world we live in. Just brilliant modern technology, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Did you play solitaire in between? Angry Birds. Yeah. Uh, from Jingly Jimmy. <laughs> Hopefully not that one. <laughs> My girlfriend has never ever heard of Grange Hill and looks what? at me like I'm an arsehole when I try to describe it. She's 38. Is it just me or does it seem to you that girls don't get a TV until the age of about 23? None of them seem to have any sense of TV history. Yeah, there is something about yep. um, the, the reminiscing factor that is sort of the domain of the bloke. But clearly the bored bloke uh, who can recall stuff. I don't know how you cannot recall Grain Chill, because even if you didn't watch Grain Chill. So I never watched Biker Grove, but I was fully aware of it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Grain Chill, yeah. Everyone had their own evolution of Grain Chill. And then latterly, it moved to Liverpool. They did move it, yeah. In a push for more accent-based diversity from the BBC. Yeah. And they had everybody in it. The teacher was Welsh. The caretaker was Indian. The pupils were Scouse. There was a Geordie. There was an Irish kid. There was a Scot. There was a Cockney. They just had a bit of everything in there. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. What about old f***er Jenkins? <laughs> and Zamo and all yeah. that. Yeah. That's what, you know, those yeah. lads, they just, it was a school that was in London. How can anyone not remember Grange Hill? It's crazy. I don't remember Blue Peter. Is Blue Peter still on? It is. It's on uh, CBBC. CBBC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, can I, anyone? Know, could you know who hosts Blue Peter? Uh, yeah. There's uh, John and uh, Valerie Shep. <laughs> but I think that is true, though, about because uh, 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 Mrs. Kev's a bit like that in that you'll sort of reference a TV show and she'll stare at you like you're an idiot. <laughs> like I never heard of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was huge. Everybody watched it. It's just really strange. Uh, maybe that's one of the many things that we as men will never understand yeah. about women. And there is another thing as well. Uh, the At our place, you know, the, the radio place, they had a Christmas party a couple of weeks ago. And everybody was obviously going from work to the party. Right. Did they invite you? Yeah, but I didn't go. My producer went. And no, I, I was I, just surprised you were invited. I, <laughs> I opted to work, as yeah. it were. And that, which was kind of fine by me because those kind of things are generally quite. It's a sort of event where there's so many people there, you end up spending five minutes with each person, or you spend the entire night with the very people you work with every night. So yeah, yeah. It, it does it tends to do one or the other, and it's great. But the next day, you, you know, sorry for it. But walking into the office on that day, there was a scene of about thirty desks. On those thirty desks were twenty women, um, all straightening their hair in rollers, doing makeup. Yep. yep. Um, and blokes were just sitting there going, "When are we going?" Yeah, yeah. When's yeah. the party? Yeah. Big divide there, you see. You don't see blokes with their straighteners out. No, this is true. Putting their lippy on. Uh, back to the festives from Spannerface Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Many people are departing from traditional Turkey these days. 
Last year, we had goose. Uh, this year, we're going for a big hog, although I wanted swan. <laughs> what do you two carnivorous arseholes fancy when it comes to festive meat? Well, Spiderface. The sad bit about this meltdown here is that we're actually laughing at the bits that have been cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do quite like Spiderface's question. So, it didn't have. He had a goose last year, having a hog this year. Yes. Who says hog? Uh, Spiderface Harris does. <laughs> so that is that like a whole hog across the table? He's going the whole hog. Do you have a pig? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a pig standing on the table, frying? Some sort of spit roast option yeah. going on. And then he, he, but he wanted swan, and we, we turkey. Frankly, we're all about the turkey. You've got some vegetarian issues. Well, this is interesting because um, I, yeah, well, we not you. We have we have a couple of vegetarians in the sideshow uh, caravan stable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a vegetarian yet, mm-hmm. but I do like Christmas turkey, and okay. I do like the sort of the nut roast type thing as well. And that's yeah. part of a Christmas meal for me. Yep. That being said, in January I am going to go full on vegetarian. I'm going to try it out. Are you? Yeah, why not? You know me, I'm not big on steak. Why not? Are you asking that question seriously? Why not? Well, yeah. Because you can't eat KFC. That's why not. Oh, I never go to KFC. I know you don't, you weirdo. <laughs> Even you don't go as much as you used to. True enough. They closed the one on the high street the other day. Did they? Yeah, because you weren't going in there. <laughs> Is that why? Yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, you can't eat swan, obviously, unless no. you're... ...who apparently did that at university. So he ate swan? Apparently he had a he had a bit of what? swan, yeah. What is it about those old radio blokes? Because David and Travis had some... Which <laughs> for him is like cannibalism. <laughs> uh, from Denise Bryson. Uh, you lumps talk about Alf Garnet and... <laughs> you can't laugh at this. You lumps talk about Alf Garnet and Warren Mitchell drops dead a week later. And you know, this isn't the first time this has happened. Is there a once-a-word celebrity curse? And if there is, can you do a Donald Trump special? What a cack-wack! <laughs> <laughs> well, as we established at the beginning of the show, uh, he's he's gone. Yeah, he's, no he's, longer go, he's gone. He, yeah. he sadly just uh, died. Um, and how has he got away with the name Donald Trump? <laughs> without anybody really laughing at it? <laughs> well, obviously, we're recording this a little bit before Christmas. So uh, when it comes to his death... Uh, we're kind of forecasting it, I yes, think, more than anything. We are. Uh, but the Trump thing is interesting, because, yes, it, it sounds like a fart. Yes. Uh, but also... Um, and I, Donald is a vaguely amusing name. Yeah. But, His hair is amusing. What he says is so ridiculous, it's amusing. But, you know, it, it, you've got Trump uh, yes. and other other uh, euphemisms for farting. Chuff is another yeah, one. that's another I one. I can't watch Thomas the Tank Engine because it's, Thomas goes chuffing up the hill. I know. And, you know, I imagine him getting them there up under his own steam, almost, <laughs> so to speak. So to speak, yeah. yes. No, I don't think we're going to name any other than Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, because, you know, I think pretty much everyone agrees that the man is a gigantic arsehole. <laughs> You know, he says it with such passion, doesn't he? I'm tomorrow. Well, I'm I'm all in Will Ganu's theory on this. That this is actually a documentary. Someone is making a documentary about a presidential run and seeing how far they can push it. Like Joaquin Phoenix when he appeared on uh, TV chat shows, and everyone thought he was going mad, and he wasn't. He was doing it for a documentary from <laughs> Julie Scheithauser. <laughs> Oh, it's her name. Okay. But you don't have to beep it. It's her name. 
Yeah. Who wins the battle of the chocolates? Is it Roses or Quality Street? My boyfriend thinks Roses are for grannies. Well, they've all got redeeming qualities, haven't they? Because you've got... Well, what have you got? What's the one with the twirly nut thing? I think that's in a rosy. Uh, and then obviously Quality Street had the big green one because they made a separate yeah, one, yeah. Right? which I was never the massive. Fan. I hated a bit, like the purple ones and the green ones. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like quite like the strawberry. That was all right. That big elongated toffee thing. But like aren't, they, sort of aren't they a bit old? Are a bit old fashioned now? Everyone's into like heroes and Hero, celebrations. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. We spoke about this last year, uh, but because um, you were you were well, my no, my problem is that the heroes is it hero? Yeah, heroes are not mini versions of what they represent. Mm. So when you have the little Malteser, well, it's not actually little. It's actually just a single Malteser. Is that heroes or is that the other one? It's one of them. One of them. When you have that, the middle, it's not like a Malteser. No. The fudge is like the fudge. Yes. The Snickers is kind of like the Snickers, but they don't seem to replicate their bigger brothers. So what would you recommend? I'd go mix bound. After eight mints. Yeah, well, still the best. You want pan to, for pan. Yeah, but you want to talk about your your granny sweets. I yeah. mean, those after eight mints were sort of like posh chocolate you'd have on a Sunday. What about Toblerone? Was that stuff invented by the British Dental Association just to keep busy <laughs> for the rest of the year? You can take your gnashers out just by one bite of one of those things. But they also used to be incredibly expensive, but now you can buy it in Poundland. Is that right? So on tells me. <laughs> It doesn't have a label on it. Okay. Uh, from Bob of the Mob. This year can go f*** itself. <laughs> Fair enough. Am I right? Yep, I, I'm with you there. And finally, Esther from Melancholy Malcolm. Andre, give me some melancholy music. Oh. Uh, try track, uh, try track seven. Now that's track six. Track seven. I'm a nice man. Now that's track nine, you f***er. Come on, get it right. Oh yeah, that'll do. Is he pissed in there? I think he is, yeah. Because um, since he got the new girlfriend, I don't know if you notice, he's he's been out most nights. Yes. And, uh, you know. I thought he was wearing reindeer antlers, but it just turns out it's an actual reindeer behind him. <laughs> what does that tell us? Oh, he's getting in the festive spirit. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm writes, Can we all remember the true message of Christmas, please? It's not just about wild spending and accumulation of gifts and vouchers. It's important for all of us to remember what it's really about. Getting totally shit faced from about half ten onwards. <laughs> Merry New Year, you bums. Yeah, when is the first acceptable time on a Christmas morning to have a bit of a beverage? Right, it's airport rules, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nah, you can you can wake up drunk if you want. <laughs> Unless you've got kids, in which case that's really irresponsible. And of course, You can know. give it a go. It takes the shine off a bit, doesn't it? Because you get away with it as a dad. You get away with it for a little bit and you think, this is all right, everyone's catered for. Mm-hmm. Everything's sorted. And then suddenly it's like, can you just play with his new spirograph? <laughs> All right. Two hours later. Oh, I like that kind of stuff, though. Yeah. No, so it's good fun. When you get, you have to put the stickers, like you you, uh, you get the... Uh, Talk to me about stickers. ...garage or whatever, you have to put the stickers on it. Yeah. And, you know, that can take a couple of hours of your day. That's all all right. Slow it all down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit different as well, you know. That's true. So, Merry Christmas, one and all. Merry Christmas. Uh, well, we sprinkle this one in throughout the course of the year, but we're going to have a festive tilt for it. We asked on social media the areas of life that you believe are good contenders for random acts of Christmas satisfaction. Have you got one, Kev? I have two. Oh, nice. Um, firstly, as I alluded to, a real Christmas tree this year. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, but what's nice about it is the lovely pine smell. 
that uh, your living room sort of. So, comes is it, did, did you not have real last year? We did, but it was a smaller tree. Oh, yeah. Because, and this brings me to my second act of satisfaction. Okay. Christmas is at our house this year, uh, which means you can get up and walk down your own stairs and you don't have to move a bloody muscle all day. The in laws are coming round, admittedly, but that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I like them and they're bringing some turkey. So it's all going to be fine. But it means you don't have to drive anywhere or fly anywhere nice. or anything like that. So yeah. that's, that's going to be good. And I find all of that heartwarming and seasonal. That's heartwarming and seasonal. Seasonal and heartwarming. Seasonal. Seasonal. That's good. That's satisfying. Yeah. What about you? Well, uh, I've got two as well. You know when you ring a call centre and they put you on hold and oh, yeah. they play you some music? Yeah. And no one has been able to answer the question of why this happens. What the f*** is that? (laughs) It's doing my nothing, Kev! Well, this is all very interesting, but that's not really an act of Christmas satisfaction. I know it's not, but it had to be said. Well, maybe, but, you know, we're supposed to be calm and okay. enjoying the, right. the best of the season here. Try again. What else okay, have you here's another one. All right, so same deal. You're calling the call centre. <laughs> okay, and yeah. they answer you via an automated system, mm-hmm. uh, which usually three or four minutes usually to get through the whole menu. And it starts off with, so that we can establish who we're talking to, <laughs> And you enter your mobile number. So you enter your mobile number. That's actually your number. That's that is my crazy number. Thing. Yeah. And then they put you through. And then they put you through. And the first question the person says to you is, can you tell me your mobile number, please? Yeah. No! <laughs> off! I've just done it! And then you put me through to a colleague, but the colleague didn't know you were putting me through. They thought I was calling from scratch, and I had to do it again! You know, even though that's more of an annoyance than a satisfaction... Oh, I've never been so relieved to hear... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you, you raise an interesting point there about the use of the word colleagues. Uh, because I was, uh, I was in a supermarket. You know, it has signs up and it says, can't find what you want, ask a colleague. So I asked Andre where the Brussels sprouts was. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> it's a rubbish piece of advice. It's terrible. Here's one from Paula Abdul. Ah. It says, my Christmas satisfaction is the song Little Donkey. Nothing sums up the season like that. Maybe it's daft, but it does me every time. Ah. Little donkey. This one. Little donkey, little donkey on a dusty road. What's he doing on the dusty road? Shitting, if I know donkeys. I've seen the state of the beaches recently. I know. Swines. This comes from... (laughs) That's not even funny. Okay. This comes from Kenny Crackers. My satisfaction is watching my mother-in-law get rat-assed while denying even drinking. She then falls asleep for about two hours, farts like a wizard, and then wakes up with the line, What time does EastEnders start? Every damn year, she does the same thing. Very satisfying. Psychic Sid says Christmas will be full of tinsel and joy. I predict it now. I do. I really do. How satisfying is that? Twat. (laughs) 
ho, ho. Northumberland Stav says, My most satisfying thing about Christmas is looking out of the window and seeing snow five feet high and kids playing like little lambs in those hats and scarves. That's right, I live in Norway, so <laughs> fuck off. Thank you, Northumberland Stan, now of Norway. Yeah. Uh, this comes from... Oh, you've done it here, Kev. Really? Noel Edmonds. Oh, now see... Has been in touch. Right. He says, I heard the last episode and thank you for the mention. I'm unsure if you were having a bit of a dig at me or being nice. My random act of Christmas satisfaction is watching reruns on VHS of my hit shows. There's the house party specials and then all the ones where I go and see the sick children. I'm unsure why I can't watch them on the actual telly like the old days. Oh, well, maybe I should ask the Cosmos. Hey, you don't have to ask the Cosmos, Noel. We can ask the Cosmos. Okay. Andre, can you fire up the Christmas Cosmosatron? <laughs> hey, Christmas Cosmosatron. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can you give Noel Edmonds a primetime Christmas TV show next year? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Noel, we did ask. That was the Noel Edmonds, was it? The, the actual Noel The Edmonds. actual Noel Was it someone pretending to be Noel Edmonds? No. Are you no. sure? The act- I don't think so. Because it could have been. Well, it could have been. Don't want to cast any doubt on it. But, no, you know. but I think it was... Yeah, well, who can say? Could have been a, a doppelganger. He does love Christmas, though, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Loves a jumper. Peter Andre's lost elbow says, <laughs> My random act of Christmas satisfaction is definitely, 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 mince pies. Nothing sums it up more. Oh, a bit of a love-hate relationship with the mince pie. I don't really give a... Monkeys either way. I think last year I said I was going to... I wasn't a fan of mince pies. I said I was going to try them. And I have had one already this year. And I quite enjoyed it. But it was a tiny one. I had one. With, like, cream on top. And it was nice. Yeah. I don't think I'll bother what it. What do you have a mince pie with? Uh, custard, cream, brandy, butter. Usually with my relatives. Well, on its... <laughs> yes. Lucky lad from Liverpool. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without that carol service thing they bung on at about midnight. Uh, when you're strolling back from the pub, usually. Yes. Um, yeah, no, but who cares? Well, I, mean, the, hang on, uh, I don't mean who cares. That's the what's it, isn't it? What's it called? The uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Yeah, yeah. I put it on the telly. It's all right, isn't it? It's okay. Nice bit of carol singing. Glasgow Jenny. Sod Christmas. It's all about the Hogmanay. Yes. It can't be. It can't be bigger than Christmas. I think uh, it sort of depends what age you are. Hogmanay is a wonderful... Uh, time of the year I kind of slightly I mean I don't know it depends what you're into families it's Christmas true if you're young and thrusting and want to go and get faced in Princess Street true and drink beer and watch fireworks then it's it's ideal Paula Abdul again really uh, I know you just read mine out thank you for doing that but here's one more iced tea nothing speaks Christmas more than iced tea what since when has iced tea summed up I don't even like iced tea I don't I'm not a huge fan of tea no I can do a tea I'm uh, much more of a coffee guy. Yeah. And uh, this one from Lewis in Chigwell says, uh, For me, this time of year is the best, but it wasn't always like that. As a child, one lovely Christmas Eve, I accidentally walked in on my mum and dad, clearly in the frantic act of making a baby. To be honest, by that stage, I had assumed my old man was only into the arse. <laughs> but, <laughs> but clearly not. 
because nine months later, my little brother arrived. My mother, virtually convinced that the timing of his conception clearly meant that he was Jesus, has hero-worshipped little bro ever since, relegating me to the insignificant sibling. I was always in trouble. He could do no wrong. Day in and day out, the pecking order was reaffirmed as my mum continued to dote on her miracle baby, leaving me feeling second best. This Christmas will be my fifth one that I spend with my parents, but without said brother. No, he hasn't died. He's serving eight years for armed robbery. <laughs> Not quite the f***ing messiah anymore, are you, bro? <laughs> Very satisfying. Uh, we'll have more of your Christmas satisfaction in exactly one year's time. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. In the meantime, happy Christmas, Kev. Hey, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Andre. Credit stream. And there you go, Christmas fans. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, then make sure you get over to iTunes or Stitcher to rate, review, and importantly, subscri- hit the subscribe button, and then it comes down regularly. Uh, the music was by various people, but the incidental stuff was by... com. Fantastic. Thank you to Abdul's Coffee Shack. They supplied the coffee, and this year, the savoury snacks as well. No cheese or mince pies, though. New caterers for next year, please. Maybe. The contract's up. Yeah. Speaking of which, we are back next year. Usual January break, but we are back at the end of Jan. uh, So make sure you're with us for that. And, of course, you can download all previous episodes because they're all still there and they are free. Yeah, and some amazing stuff happening next year. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. No spoilers. No, no spoilers at all. Until then, happy Christmas. Goodbye. A Big Things Media production. Big Things. Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hard-working Mitsubishi L200. With £2,000 off the range, make the L200 your ultimate workmate. Can't believe it, Noel Edmonds is coming in. <laughs> Noel Edmonds, hello!